I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. Vicki and I have Doris Rue from Montecito Bank and Trust. We're always so pleased to have Montecito Bank and Trust because they do so much to protect not only their customers, but the entire community. Welcome to both of you, Vicki and Doris. Thank you, Carrie. And we really are happy to have Doris with us today because we look forward to finding out what's going on at the bank because you are often on the front lines of what's happening in our community. And so by you reporting, we can be forewarned. So welcome, Doris. Well, we've actually had, you know, the same check fraud that continues to happen. It's gotten a little bit better, I would think. Someone had told me that they did go ahead and put in the new mailboxes at the downtown post office. So I do think that is helping. Currently, we're seeing quite a bit of smishing and smishing is where you receive a text message and they will go ahead and inform you to someone's trying to get in contact with you, if it's Amazon or the IRS, and to please click on this link. The link will take you to a fraudulent website. The website will state, please contact us either by calling or clicking on this link, and then they obtain your personal information. They start asking for your social, etc. One of our employees recently who was on medical leave did receive a text message perpetrating to be the EDD stating that there's a problem with your funds to please go ahead and click on this link and to correct the debit card error because that's how payments are being made through the EDD. Of course, they knew better since it was an employee here at the bank. They did not click on the link, but we are seeing quite a bit coming from the government and Amazon is quite prevalent. So we encourage people never to click on the link. And then if you want to investigate it further, you actually go out and search for that link. They will also go ahead and perpetrate to be that merchant or the government. And you're actually clicking on a fraudulent website. You're not going to the real one. So we always suggest make sure it is a secure website by having under the HTTP an S next to it. And now you can also have the lock that shows up when you're on a particular website. So you want to look for the lock. That's so frightening because, like you say, this was an employee from the Correct. bank who clearly knew that this was a scam. But for other people who are on unemployment and getting EDD, this would be very frightening. First of all, the caller knows they're on unemployment, so you would assume it was from the real office. Secondly, the scammer knew that the person was getting their money by debit card, knowing they're on unemployment and knowing they're getting their money by a debit card. That makes them seem very legitimate. And of course, you don't want your funds interrupted. It took a long time to just get them going. So you're going to want to 
quickly correct any kind of error and you're going to be wanting to click on that link to fix whatever the problem might be. So thank goodness in the case of your employee, they knew better, but I'm guessing this would take in a lot of people. Yes. And just another tidbit they actually had on the national news about the smishing, that that is becoming the most favored way for the fraudsters to Mm. get their attention and to go ahead and get your personal information because people are always on their phone, you know, looking for text messages, phone calls, etc. So the text messages definitely a quicker way for the fraudsters to get your attention. So they're becoming more and more. That is their way, their method of getting your information. That's their preferred way. And it made national news. They're trying to get it out there that this is affecting everyone, young, old, in between, you know, et cetera. It's affecting anybody that has a phone that can receive a text message. So very scary. Yeah. And good to know that they're doing this. And the other one, Amazon. Everybody uses Amazon. Yes. And you have an order that's usually pending. So, you know, you're looking for that order and they're saying your order is being delayed, you know, and all of a sudden you go ahead and click on that link because you're trying to get the reason why it's being delayed. Amazon, when you get a text message like that, you're curious and you're going to go ahead and click on that link to see why your Amazon purchase is being delayed. And so this is sort of a new wrinkle that now crooks are also posing as people from employment development department, because there's so many people nowadays that are getting unemployment because so many people have been laid off. It only makes sense that they would tap into that population also. These scammers are really smart. As we've said many times over, they follow the headline. They figure out what's happening, who the most vulnerable targets are, and they figure out a way to victimize those people. So the more we can get the word out about any particular scam that's happening, the better we can warn our community about what to be careful and what to watch out for. So that's why it's so important that you tell us what's going on from your end, from the banking industry. Is there anything else we should be aware of? Currently, we're also seeing a very high volume of debit card gas fraud. What we're suggesting, at least look at your account weekly, if not daily, because that will help have you report the claim right away. And we can go ahead and stop the fraud and you can get your refund because you are protected as a consumer from the debit card fraud. We just want to put that out there that we're seeing quite a bit. It's real hard to determine to stop some of it just because people are traveling. I don't know what the gas card fraud is. Tell me what that is. Well, gas stations... When you insert your card, either someone is sitting in a car covering that information with your card information, the pin, storing it, and then eventually we'll go ahead and make up counterfeit plastic. We call it counterfeit plastic. And they'll go ahead and start going to town and getting other gas. The fraudsters will fill up these big tanks and then go sell that gas at a cheaper price. And gas is going up. So we're going to start seeing more of that. Or they'll have an insert where you insert your debit card in the gas pump. They'll have a camera in there. They'll have a reader in there. And then they'll come back and gather all that information. 
gas stations are supposed to be compliant, meaning they're supposed to have more of the secure with chip card and everything as of April. But we're still seeing that because I don't think all of them are compliant yet. We've called that skimming, skimming at the pump. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's what you're talking about. As a consumer, you will get your money back if you lose money to a skimming operation. Yes. As a consumer, you will. If you're a business, you don't have as much protection, but individual consumer, you're protected under what is called Reg E. We go ahead and investigate and you'll get your refund on those. If somebody looks at their debit card bill and they see a charge that they know is not them, what do they do? You go ahead and contact the bank. Sometimes people don't have that number readily available. You can also call the number that's on the back of your card and go ahead and call that in and file a claim. And then that claim would be processed by the bank. And pretty quickly, we can tell when it's fraud or not fraud. For us, we try to credit our customers as soon as possible, usually within two to three days, even though the regulation says up to 10 business days. How do you do that? What are the signs that it's fraudulent? I would think it would be difficult. Usually you'll get quite a few in a row. Quite a bit are usually over weekends, especially three-day weekends, and they're usually larger amounts. They'll go ahead and try to fill up as much as they can with that allotted limit that you have for that card. And usually it's one particular area. You can tell that they're either going through the Inland Empire area or they'll do certain areas of Los Angeles, let's say North Hollywood. They usually go and do quite a few all at one time. That happened to me, Vicki, and the charges actually came from the East Coast. So it was very obvious that these were not my charges. And there was a whole string of them. The bank did take care of it, thankfully. Currently, we're seeing a lot down in LA, Inland Empire, just going down to LA and using card after card after card. And we do have other systems in place that tell us that, hey, you've had three cards used in one location. We get other notifications from other service providers that we use. Well, that's good to know. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Doris. And thank you very much to Montecito Bank and Trust. We really appreciate it. So, Patty, are we ready for some good news? We're ready for some good news. I'm always ready for some good news. (laughs) Always ready for some good news. Well, this happened a couple of months ago, but I'm just getting a notice about this very recently. This has to do with lottery scams. So we've talked about lottery scams, and I think I've even talked about lottery scams somewhat recently. And as we know, they usually start out, or they often start out with a mailer. You get something very exciting in the mail. You've won a big prize. You're a winner. And there's usually a big amount of money involved. And we had a very sad case recently here in Santa Barbara where an elderly gentleman got caught up in a lottery scam to the tune of about $200,000. People were able to intervene. So they're dangerous scams. But recently at the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection intercepted a couple of very large and suspicious And in those packages were those flyers that I have talked about announcing winners. You are the winner of $500,000. You are the winner of $900,000 for the Facebook lottery, the Facebook lottery. Now, these big packages, of course, were mailed from Nigeria. And these flyers were addressed to people in Texas and Washington State. So, 
U.S. citizens and included in the packet of documents that were going to go out to these many, many different individuals was a fake insurance card that looked like it was insuring the veracity of this particular mailer, a fake letter from the FBI also verifying that this was the real thing. And interestingly enough, now this was something I had never heard before. This is a new twist on an old scam. Included in the package were Bank of America ATM cards in the amount that you supposedly had won. Now, of course, what did you have to do to collect these winnings? Well, you had to pay taxes somewhere between $10,000 and $25,000 to the government that was supposedly sending you this wonderful lottery announcement. And you had to pay this money and then they would activate the Bank of America ATM card. So fortunately, none of these flyers went out because these packages were intercepted by Customs and Border Patrol, and they were able to notify the recipients of these particular mailers to sort of put them on alert that they had been targeted by scammers. Because as we know, once you are targeted by a scammer, you are probably going to get more and more and more solicitations for various scams. And if you looked at these documents, apparently there were some red flags. There were typos, improper grammar, but of course, the biggest red flag of all, they were asking you for money. And we know that anytime a sweepstakes or lottery asks you to pay to play, that's a scam. It's illegal. And we also know that it is illegal to pay any money to a foreign government to play their lottery. So we're very happy that U.S. Customs and Border Protection were able to recognize these packages and take possession of them and warn the intended victims. That's my good news, Patty. Sometimes the good news is really good news. (laughs) Yes. So they were already addressed to go out to specific people. They were indeed. Mm-hmm. They had their targeted victims all lined up. Oh, wow. These scammers have no shame. Thank you so much for the good news. It made Doris and I smile. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, until next week, we look forward to finding out what's going on in beautiful Santa Barbara with those scammers and to prevent people from being scammed by them. Thank you, Vicki. What's the fraud hotline number? Area code 805-568-2442. So I'll say it again, 805-568-2442. And keep those calls coming in. Thank you. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.